go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. RFQ Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here. Sorry for the like, if you guys are wondering on Twitch why we had the five seconds, it's because we forgot to hit the record button. Uh, so we nope. were just hitting the record button to catch us. We were putting in we were putting in a buffer so we could swear. We were putting in like our, our swear our swear buffer. Our dump our dump button. We were putting mm-hmm. we were putting that in. Yeah, that's what we yep. were doing. John, how you doing, my friend? How was your how was your weekend? I hope it was hope it was grand, filled with Yeah, it was adventures. good. My my uh you know, my road my road warrior tendencies continue. I'm traveling all across this wonderful United States trying to pass some good laws. But other than that, I can't complain. I'm I'm uh, I'm enjoying myself. What about you, Ted? I'm doing uh I'm doing okay. I'm um it's a quiet weekend so to speak. I sat and watched football. I watched some soccer in the morning. It's just kind of like doing kind of twiddling my thumbs until the soccer I actually care about starts up, which will be the American side of the game, which should be getting started soon. We're uh, we're we're coming up. It's coming that fast and thick. We got what? there was a game tonight on MLSsoccer.com. <laughs> it's happening. We're here. Yeah, we are here. We are officially in preseason mode. Uh, we'll get into we'll get into to DC a little bit. Um, we're going to open the show with some Washington spirit uh, because DC have been a little quiet, and we'll maybe discuss a little bit about that. So if you're looking wondering, normally we do DC first, then we hit spirit. Uh, this time we're flipping the script because the spirit. Uh, went crazy. Um, <laughs> a- any any show any show related stuff you want to drop? Any news notes? Just the old standard stuff. That. Thanks for being a. Uh, we've had some new Patreons join us in the last couple weeks, which is very cool because it's in the off season and we're not doing anything really on our on our Patreon. So thanks for that. Uh, if if you're new to this and haven't been watching the show or, or listening to the show very long, we typically once the season starts, we'll do a weekly show that everyone gets. Uh, on Tuesday, if you're a Patreon at any level, you get the show on Monday night. Uh, we have a $5 Patreon show that comes out on Friday that only comes out for those Patreons and doesn't ever get released to the the general listening public. So uh, if that's something that interests you, consider joining us. Uh, at, or, you know, uh, there's lots of ways to support the show. There's merch you can buy. You could subscribe to us on Twitch. You could do a bunch of stuff. But the main point is we're now finally getting into the brunt of the season and the shows are going to come fast and furious and the interviews are going to start coming, all that stuff. We had, it didn't feel like a break, but I guess we had a break, Ted. I guess we had our off season. We've doing that. We've done the two week of show and we've been pretty good at at sticking to that schedule. I've been proud of us. There've been sometimes we've strayed away from that schedule um, where we haven't haven't done it. So I've been very proud of us. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since we last talked to you. Uh, When we last talked to you, everything was hunky dory with the Washington spirit. They had a, seemingly a roster there was a coach coming in that we all were kind of excited about even though he wasn't joining until the summer uh things seemed hunky-dory and then draft day hit and uh chaos uh chaos i guess is the is the right word to say it started off uh, i believe with the news that sam stab uh a long time not long time i don't know how long she's been with the team um i can't actually think how long she's been with the team but she's been it, it feels like a, a real stalwart out there in the defense uh starting ever since and never and never not uh since she joined the team so that's the that's the important thing i believe she was at the team for four years i believe yeah her, her ability to play the ball with her feet uh make passes almost seemed like she was sort of an irreplaceable part uh mark kerkorian decided to laugh in our faces and say that's what you think um and traded her away uh, we don't know how much advance notice she got about this there's been a lot of news and a lot of discussion lately uh, a lot of trades that are happening amongst NWSL players where they're being, you know, kind of uprooted from their homes, moved to teams. Uh, this is something that's not uncommon in American sports. Uh, I do, you know, I will say it's getting maybe a little bit more attention amongst NWSL players. Also, NWSL players make significantly less than a lot of the big time 
NFL, NBA players that we see. So um, not a new conversation, but certainly one that's I've, I found interesting over the past couple past couple. I weeks. have too, and I feel like I've changed my thinking a lot on mm-hmm. that uh, over the time. I think you know we've been covering the NWSL now for is this the third season we've been doing it? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And to your you know to your point, it is certainly getting a lot more sympathy and understanding and and like loud uh, protestation on the NWSL fan side. And my gut reaction originally was to just be like. Yeah, it sucks, but this is just kind of the way it is. And then I thought it doesn't really have to be that way, though, does it? Really? I mean, at the at the moment, I, mean, I don't think you should necessarily get to veto necessarily, but you can certainly be made aware in a way that's like not, uh, you know, similarly Julian Gressel, like uh, Stephen Goff getting it before Steve, uh, Julian Gressel. There's a way that you could probably do this so that they have a little bit of time to prepare without, like, you know, this is not for public consumption. You can't release this information if you do. Something bad will happen to you, but we are thinking about trading you. We're in discussions, you know, make your, make your plan. (laughs) This is probably going to happen. So yeah, I I just wanted to say, like, I think that I have changed. I think I I had my eyes open sort of by the response to this. And in the past, I think I probably wasn't as, uh, you know, sympathetic as I am now, but anyway, but one of the two trades that we can discuss the other one too is another, what was a heartbroken what was the what did the Instagram say? Surprised and heartbroken. Something Surprised along those lines. Surprised and heartbroken. Yes, came from this one. But um, I, I think just want to kind of kind of add to your point. I think in soccer, you you especially see this maybe get more attention because it is simply not the way the rest of the world operates. You know, yes, there are there are transfer fees that teams pay. Uh, the teams go out and, and make payments, but the player still has to agree with it. If you've played any amount of football manager, you get agreed on a transfer fee and nothing's more disheartening than, than the players like, nope, sorry, I'm not interested in negotiating with you. I really don't care how much you can't offer me any money in the world that would make me want to come play for the Richmond kickers. I absolutely do not want to be there. So, uh, you know, we, we all, we, we've all seen this, uh, trades are obviously work, um, very differently around around the US. It'll be interesting to see, you know, we've seen the players sort of advocate for a little bit about this. I think there have been some significant improvements. Uh, RJN in DC says NBLC, NWSL season seems to be more active league wide this offseason. Do you agree? And why might it be happening? I think the biggest thing has been free agency, uh, free agency coming in the expansion to, draft in the expansion draft. Uh, part of it as well but i think especially free agency has really kind of supercharged a lot of things with with teams sort of making moves um making trades and also going out and being aggressive and trying to attract players and i think the spirit are coming out on the losing end of it um in, in a lot of ways and maybe ways that maybe we didn't think uh would happen uh, i think they were maybe a team you thought you know with the amount of investment that's coming into the club and everything like that, they could attract some of these players. And I think they're finding that maybe they aren't. So they're looking elsewhere. And part of that is coming through the other trade that happened, which is probably of, of the trades. I think the Sam Stab trade was like, oh, that's a huge shock. Um, I think I've sort of tweeted the the FB ref stats um, on both the players that were traded here. And I think Sam Stab showed to be a much more crucial part of how the spirit play. But Ashley Sanchez, um, you know, another player sort of part of that sort of magic triangle for in the attack for the spirit um, in Sanchez Hatch and, of course, Trinity Rodman sort of being traded away. Uh, very surprising, maybe shocking move. Um, I think, you know, the team hasn't had a good run maybe since they've won that championship. Uh, but you never really got the impression that, you know, there was a lot of sort of ex- extra factors. Um, it sort of seems like maybe this is an indication that Mark Krikorian is – I don't know, want to say starting over a little bit, maybe trying to retool some things. I don't really know. It's 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 really perplexing that you trade probably two of your, 
you know, certainly locked in starting 11 players that any organization would want to have. Um, you know, for draft picks, you got a little bit more for Sanchez, 250K in allocation money. Um, just sort of on the surface, very baffling. And I think one of those moves that I think you're going to look at it now and say, like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, if any of these draft, if, you know, if we talk about one of their draft picks, maybe panning out, maybe this looks like a, a completely genius move. Um, John, any the the dust has kind of settled on this. I think maybe we'd have some hotter reactions if we did this uh, at, right after well, the I draft. Th- but I think that's true. Uh, how are you sort of feeling? You know, maybe you had some time to settle. The shock's kind of worn off. How are how are you feeling about the whole selection? It's like a, it's very much a half settled situation, right? They have not they have not backfilled these trades yet. The the draft you cannot tell me that these draft these draft players are going to come in and contribute on day one in, in, in a way that replaces these these two players. Sam Staub, as you said before, is literally irreplaceable when looking at NWSL standards. Uh, her skill set, her her so her her grid, whatever that thing is called, is is pretty impossible to match. Ashley Sanchez had a up and down season. She often does have an up and down season post World Cup. She was not the same player. I have no doubt, you know, that sort of uh, the disappointment of that had to carry over for her a little bit. The conversation all the time that I was having with other people in the press box and, and you know, on, online is that it was really a matter of Mark Parsons style and formation sort of going away from Ashley Sanchez's strength and whatever comes next, whatever coach they bring in next would probably want to focus on those things because, She's an asset. You just signed her through her three-year contract in September. She's a long part. She was obviously a long-term part of this of this of this club, but then she wasn't. Particularly after bringing in a, in, a, in a coach that other you know I, I I'm not uh, gonna sit here and tell you that I know a lot about the Barcelona team style uh, in in the women's the women's side, uh, but people said that she was an ideal fit for what what they expected to happen from a pressure perspective from a possession perspective so it is a bit of a head scratch it's still a head scratcher until those spots are refilled which they have not been yet i can't say it's a great move sam stop will be very very difficult to replace i am not uh i don't know where this team thinks they are at this moment to your point there are teams that are loading up heavy uh in free agency there aren't a lot of new there are some uh, sort of inflows to the league. So right now it's mostly just sort of pieces on the board moving to new spots for the most part. There are there isn't a lot of influx of new uh, European or South American talent. There are some now Brazil. There's a Brazilian player who got signed to, I believe, to uh, Kansas City today to play with uh, Dabinia, which people are getting excited about. But the spirit are, you know, just sort of in a holding pattern right now. There's news later on. We'll talk about coaching. I think that will be part of it. And we're going to walk through these draft picks. But I'm, I'm just sort of, you know, uh, incomplete grade. I think you have to have to do it. Talk to me on the on the opening day, and then I'll have a more <laughs> a more formed opinion about you. Do you feel kind of similar? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I will say uh, maybe I got sucked in by a uh, Boothane, uh sizzle reel. I hope that. I hope I'm saying that. I hope I'm saying that last name right. Uh, that was. I think Bethune is probably Bethune, the way. Probably Bethune. Sorry, uh, Croy Bethune. I think is how you you pronounce that. Uh, if if you're new to our show. The one promise we can make is that we're gonna 
be calling people a couple different names until until we meet them, <laughs> until we've introduced to them personally. It's just going to be that way. Until so we just, have yeah. our first broadcast where we get it right. Uh, That'll I, help. I will. I will say we absolutely we are one of the few shows that nailed uh, the DCGM. Today. You did. You did. I, I made sure. I Take wanted, it. I wanted to make sure I got that one right. Uh, you but, did. But uh, uh, Bethune appears appears to be. At sort of the Sanchez replacement. Uh, she's very quick on the ball. I watched some of her highlights, some of her her sizzle reels, and she looks uh, pretty good. Potentially, maybe as, as good. Uh, would have been a number one pick. There is the one thing, and I know I know you're immediately going to go here. Uh, injury history has not been her friend. I believe she's had three ACL injuries. Did I read that right? You did. Yeah, you did read that three, right. Not good. A, yeah, three ACL injuries. On the same knee, um, so that is not something, not something you want to see. Um, it is, of course, a ACL injuries are a massive problem all over women's soccer. It's it's become sort of the it's sort of the injury that seems to be happening over and over again, and no one can seem to figure out why it happens so much in women's sports. But you know, I think this is sort of, I, I think Kerkorian's looking at this as you know they've paid Sanchez a lot of money. She didn't perform well, regardless if that's fair or not. She didn't really perform this year. Um, I would say, you know, maybe they look at what happened with her in the national team and they think maybe that star has faded a little bit. Um, and I think they said, you know, we're paying her a lot. We could use the cap space. Um, you know, I think, you know, this uh, this college player could come in and and, and potentially be better than her. Uh, we're going to trust our staff, our, our world quality staff to try to keep her healthy. And, may, you know, I think maybe that's not the worst bet in the world with the amount of, of investment we've seen, um, you know, from ownership. But it, I would, it, I it's will, still a risk. I, I, I see your face and I understand you you, you think it's it is. A risk. It is a risk. I mean, you look at Savannah Coleman, who they drafted last year, who's basically got felt sort of exactly the same situation, I think, except for later in the draft. Draft position fell from Colorado because she had had a bazillion leg injuries and she came here and had a leg injury and was out for the season. So like there is sometimes physiology trumps any sort of preparation you can do. I, I don't, you know, I don't really care. That's fine. This is a good, this is a look, a good looking player. I would really push the brakes on. We'll come in and be better than Ashley Sanchez. Uh, I, I feel like that is a, I mean, she's a national team player. She, she killed that international play at her best. She was top 10% of the league at her worst you know, middle of the road. Uh, I, I think she will, a, a player coming in from college, there are very few stories now. Uh, look, I'm thinking, you know, looking at the spirit draft, very, very few cases of players coming in and being able to immediately contribute in the last three years. Uh, since Mark Corian took over, uh, potentially you could say that there have mm. not been, there have not been quality. Paige Mateer is a non-drafted free agent, doesn't count. All of the dra- all of the all of the draft well, picks from last year did not contribute. Well, yeah, but, they, they, but, but hold on a second. They they did not pick till what the fourth, third, fourth round last year. Yeah, they 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 did not have a high high amount of quality draft picks. Like they were they were very they were out. I think in the first they did not pick until very very late in, in the draft. So the quality that they got in the last draft, I don't know if that's a fair assessment um, for him. And I well, all all misses. All misses from last year. Fair. But again, again, I, I would just add that they were very much in the late. And then I think they made a few moves to try to, you know, position and get some more draft picks. But I mean, I'll, I'll go back and look at that draft, but I don't recall them having a pick till like the third round. So I don't I'll know. Happy I, I, I'll, 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 I'm going to give them a little bit of pass on that draft. If it turns out that this is another 
four first round picks, Dorian Bailey, the, the Dorian Bailey draft, where they they just ended up turning four players into four eventual championship winners for the Spirit. I will put on my dunce cap in 2025, uh, but I, I, I am somewhat concerned that the team thinks that i mean i don't know again we don't know we have not seen the next move we've not seen the 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 first team fill that all the way uh but if they think yeah i mean you know we've got some players here from uh from good programs we've got clemson players we've got another arkansas player we've got you know we're ready to go we'll just drop them right in nwsl is not the best league in the world or anything these players are all ready we'll just we'll just trade away uh national team starters or national team fringe players and uh just roll right in and maybe they will yeah, but, but maybe they won't. I mean, I will again. I will add that I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people. Maybe you're not doing this, but th- this is not like the the MLS version of, of the Super Draft. There is no, there is no like homegrowns. Very few develop. I mean, you look at. There's only been a handful of players that have been drafted before before the age of 18. I mean, this is not a this is this is not a league sure. that is not a league that is developed. So there is immense amount of talent in this draft, and you there can is. and you can still be successful. Drafting smart, getting good players, and having them come come in. I think you I, can. Yeah. So. I just think that the NWSL is not the WSL. There are there are there are no mugs among this among this league. So yes, there is talent in the draft, but all these teams are pulling the best from across the world to on these rosters. So it's, it, yes, there is talent in there, and some of them can come in and contribute right away, but not. All of them, and 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 not every one of the first round is going to be that case. You still got to make the right picks. They still got to fit for your roster. You still got to develop, develop, and train them well. They got to stay healthy. All those things. Anyway, let's. Uh, there, there's some. Uh, you have some quotes here from Gregory, and it sort of talks about we we're not women's yeah. college or men's college professionals, so we 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 have to take their word for it about their evaluation. So, did you want to walk through Gregorian's? Yeah, perspective on these players. Yeah, and this came this came directly from the website, so obviously they weren't going to ask. But I thought it's helpful just to kind of see, you know, whether he had any of his thinking there. I think we talked a lot about um, a lot about Croy. I, I'm not going to dig too much more into her. She's a very, you know, basically a watch Ashley Sanchez. I maybe she has a little bit more technical ability. I felt like Ashley Sanchez's ability sort of came from her ability to sort of try stuff and do different things. Uh, Croy seems a little bit more technical on the dribble, just on some of what I've seen with her. She can sort of beat players sort of one-on-one. She can, you know, make that type of pass. I never, I saw a little bit of that from, um, from Ashley Sanchez, obviously, but I can't really recall too many moments that really made me kind of like where she really just would beat players again, different game, you know, coming from college, to the professional level. I absolutely understand that, but just maybe something I brought in here, um, a little bit different about how she plays, uh, but sort of a similar mindset. And, you know, I think a lot of people, around the draft who watched them said, you know, if you wanted an Ashley Sanchez replacement, this was her. She was right there in the draft. So um, remains to be seen. Again, we, we still don't know what type of international players this team is looking to bring in. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see the other sort of the other draft pick, which was made with pick five is uh, Hal Hirschfeld, sort of a defense minded midfielder. Think Andy Sullivan, think Paige Mateer. Um this sort of felt like definitely early on, it was definitely best available. Um, and maybe it was that way for the whole draft. Again, I think this is a team that's not hurting. I think if you're going to trade away Sam Staub, I think the one most important thing is they didn't really come away with anybody. I think that's going to replace Sam Staub. I could be completely wrong, but the second, the second pick was the one everyone talked about. Uh, the one that went to Bay FC was a, the center back. That was a potential like franchise cornerstone center back, which didn't, we didn't get, she didn't fault us. Yeah. 
She did not. Um, and I don't know if that was the plan, right? Like that could have that could have been the thinking when they gave up the, to get the fourth pick, but or the, was the third pick or fourth pick? It was third, third, pick, right? third to third and fifth. So it, yeah. it, it may have been Croy was Croy was there, and they was like, and he was like, I got to take this player, um, and went out to get it. So uh, so yeah, this is the player who I think you're looking at more maybe falling behind either either Matei or Andy Sullivan. Uh, maybe it's when Sullivan goes away for the Olympics, presumably. Um, don't know how anything sort of changed with the new coach coming in there. Uh, next pick, I believe, was sort of later in the first round um, was uh, McKinney Morse. Uh, so a right back um, can play up top and play a little bit more towards uh, towards full. Actually, I believe I might have made a mistake. I might have forgotten a player. Um, I believe I have Kate Wins Wisner. I did not get that. So she's the best back coming out of the, she was the player that came out of the draft. So sorry. I may have been maybe sick so there. She's she's your she's your backup left back between behind Gabby Carl, unless Gabby Carl is not going to be here anymore. Yeah. And there were there was conversation on draft night, basically like, why did you pick this player with Gabby Carl unless you intend to maybe move on from her? So keep keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I believe she was just signed to an extension. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe keep an eye on that one. McKinney Morris, another sort of versatile. I think she's the versatile right back sort of later in the draft. Um Another player I think they they can say can maybe push forward. I believe it's what I saw, or maybe that was, yeah. I think there was a player that can also potentially push forward. Um, I believe some people were some people who watch it were saying kind of wanted her and maybe a three back a three three man backline system where she could play more of a wing back type of role. Um, Anna uh, Pajoli Pajol, I believe is how you pronounce that. I, I actually looked this one up. I actually Did you? Tried, right, well, I, I I'll give you. Look, I tried to look this one up because I was like, I want to. You make looked sure at that. You looked at that Slavic name. You're like, I'm not even gonna even attempt to figure yeah. out. Pod- Podokil. Pod- who knows? Anyway, yeah, Podokil. She's. I think it's another. Pod- another. It's Podokil. Now I remember it's Podokil. Um, another torn ACL uh, coming in, but this one, they, I believe, is she gonna miss the whole year? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Looking forward to rehab. Yeah. So probably this is a this is a pick for the future, basically. Yeah, she was later, I believe, in the third round. So definitely not. Sort of a very much a reach pick, um, but a player who I think Kokorian looked at and said, you know, I think was probably had her on the list and was like, if she's available when I, we get to the third round, then I'll probably take her because I think we can, again, our medical staff. Kokorian, I think, is feeling really confident that his med- that he the, really the, is that the medical staff can can really keep some of these players, uh, these players going. And then Courtney Brown, um, another player coming in. I did not get. She's a local. I believe she's from Maryland. Yeah. Somewhere an, close by. Another central midfielder uh, can play deep, apparently can also push forward as well. Uh, so I think they did, you know, I would say center of midfield. They went and and they got some more depth for them. Um, I think there's a lot of players that they needed that, that are needed. They need depth pretty much everywhere on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of players that are not, be, are not going to be there. Um, I'll go ahead and drop it right here. I had this sort of later in the show. Uh, but you've got uh, Bailey Feist uh, going to the Casey Current that just got dropped uh, today, along with Cam Bogalski going to Chicago. So going back to she was she was a former Chicago player, so at least she's got a track record there. If Bailey Feist, if there was a Cincinnati team, she would have gone there. Uh, she goes back to the Midwest. I think Bailey is a player that you and I and the whole world were very very high on before her ACL injury. She came back. She did not look like the same player. I'm happy that she was able to get a contract, a multi-year contract, mm-hmm. and sort of build her way back uh, to health. Casey Current, midfield, pretty crowded. She might find herself in a similar situation, struggling to get minutes. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to get to the point where this league needs a reserve component for some of these. Uh, I mean, they got a lot of games, and everyone gets rotation, but I'm starting to think that. I, I feel like as they expand rosters and they expand the salary cap, 
which they did, by the way, we have not mentioned that salary cap up 40% year over year from last year. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's big. I mean, it's still like $2.5 million, but uh, big progress. Cam Bogowski, a player who I think was much better as a wingback, uh, got moved more to the wing, attacking wing under Mark Parsons. I didn't think she was as, as, as impressive back there or up there. Uh, so hopefully she finds a spot. Chicago's got a lot of opportunity. They have lost most of their players, including one we're about to talk about in a second. Uh, but that I think they you know good good spot for her too. Yeah, and we did forget to mention. I think I think the the spirit did get sort of one. I guess big win you could say in free agency. And that was Casey Krueger. I'd forgotten about her again, so far back after the chaos of the draft, uh, right back, right back from free agency, originally played in Chicago. Uh, that was a player. I think a lot of Chicago fans are really upset to lose. So I, I think it's good to see that there is still a draw to, to this team and, and having this team, you know, be in the status of it is as a team that certainly will take care, take care of players, uh, which I think we were hoping maybe we'd get this a little further than, we actually are. And then uh, Brittany Radcliffe uh, forward from the Courage signing. The team had a, a excellent, excellent tease uh, for her signing where they put a, uh, I believe they had an orange bow sort of wrap. I think there was like an Australian player. People were guessing whether it was it was her, but uh, it was pretty clear it became Radcliffe. And yeah, so um, solid signing, I think, you know, some depth up top for this team, uh, which again, this team needs a lot of depth. So um, really a question of, of, you know, what's, what is the the international window going to look like for this team when they when they start actually bringing in some international players? The coach is not going to be here. We'll get a little bit into the interim coach, but I, I wanted to say didn't want to interrupt you. It sounded like you had some stuff you wanted to drop. Uh, no, not really. Other than I say, Brittany Radcliffe is a player that uh, <laughs> FB Ref has her fourth fourth highest comparable as Ashley Sanchez, uh, which is funny. Uh, and uh, she's a 80 percentile and non penalty XG. Uh, does not create does not create her own shot uh, does not assist whatsoever uh, but but has an opera has puts herself in places to score uh, and is a good passer of the ball and receives pass as well so she's um, I don't know I don't know how she fits in I think she's going to be a really we have been asking for over and over again a experienced goal scorer behind Ashley Hatch Uh, this player is not going to uh, win the golden boot whatsoever but it is, is an experienced player they can trust for the minutes that they that they need to give her, so I'm I'm happy with that move. And Casey Kruger, uh, fringe kind of fringy uh, national team player at this point in her career, she's like 33, 32, um, I think. But uh, this team has been searching for a dependable right back. Uh, Dorian Bailey filled that role at some at some point pretty well last year. Uh, Anna Halfordy filled the role previously. I'm curious what they're going to do with her coming back from injury this season. Uh, obviously they're not going to want to throw her in the deep end. They might push her further forward because that was sort of in college. She played further forward and got pushed relegated to that right wing back under, I think, Richie uh, a couple couple years ago. So we'll be interested to see. They're not done. They can't be done. Mm-hmm. There's still there's still work to do at center back. There's still work to do uh, and, and maybe on the wings. But uh, those are two. One very good signing and one pretty decent signing is how I'd rate those. Yeah, and and I would look at Casey Kruger. You, you just remind you keep reminding me. I, I did not know FB Ref was actually tracking NWSL, so I'm so excited that they That's are great. because we get some actual analysis. Casey Kruger, I just I've just pulled up her FB Ref and just see. Well, since you're going to do the the other player we brought in, I might as well take a look at myself. Um, I'm maybe a little bit excited about this player now. Uh, she is uh, basically 87th percentile progressive carries, successful take ons, 68 uh, percent in pass completion. Um, her, uh, expected assist, uh, her expected assist is the 85th percentile and 83rd percentile 
that's non is not plus expected goals plus expected assist and expected assist is 83 percentile so she is certainly an attacking style fullback um and that is something i always like to see um you know and also her tackles aren't that great she's pretty good uh with clearances she's also in the 80th percentile in aerials one so that's also interesting. Uh, she apparently also they they have her like versus center backs as well. So maybe we're looking at a transition to a more ball carrying center back. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, last bit of spirit news was announced today. Kind of announced, partially announced. This is kind of rumor. Uh, but Adrian Gonzalez, who is the currently the head coach or formerly the head coach of uh, RCD Espanol, is said to be leaving for a opportunity in the United States they couldn't pass up. The rumor is that he will come be the assistant to Jonathan. Uh, and uh, be the interim coach in the onset because he's able to leave right now. He said he tried to make it so that he could stay until the end of the season, just same as uh, uh, as Geraldes. But uh, I think I think they probably told him this offer is only good if you come right now. Otherwise, we'll find somebody else to be the assistant coach. <laughs> we need somebody right now. You do it or don't. And then he said, "Okay, thank you. I'll see you soon. I'm on my way. Back in a bag." Yeah. Uh, so we might soon have an interim coach situation. So. Um, it, I guess, like, so after all this news, what, what's your one to 10? What's your hype level for the spirit? Five. I'm going six. I, I think, I think the coach, I think they've nailed. I think they've gotten a yeah, really yeah. extremely talented coach. I am, I'm, I, I'm, I'm maybe for Trinity Robin. I'm not sure how Trinity Robin or Ashley Hatch necessarily feel about this, uh, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm, I'm on board for maybe a little bit of a, of a reset um, of something to, to build something new, to build something different. Um, I'll again, I'll be very curious to see what this team can pull internationally. Um, whether any players from Barcelona come over, whether it's in the summer or not, um, th- there is no excuse for this team not to have made the playoffs. And I think even with trading Ashley Sanchez, the gap at Stamstab, this is a team that should still be striving to make the playoffs. <clears throat> I think they still have the talent to go and do so. Um, and I think even some of the players they've added, if everything goes right they should be a team that's in that could be that playoff playoff spot. Are they going to be top of the table? I don't think so. I think they will be right nope. in sort of that middle of the pack. Um, unless something changes really quickly. So the thing with you, I'm not, I'm not, you know, my, my excitement is maybe a little bit lower um, than it, than it, than it has been uh, for this team. So very whelmed, very whelmed. So we'll see right there. All right. Um, we're going to try- 30 minutes, 30 minutes on the spirit on the top in the off season. So if, if there's people out there who thought this show didn't care about the spirit how about that. Yeah. We went, how, how that, how about them apples? We went, we went to this. Now let's see how quickly <laughs> we get through. Yeah. Wow. We get through DC United, which has been very, very quiet. It's I think quiet is, is the word to describe it right now. Um, not a whole lot of news. Maybe I'm a little bit surprised. Um, I guess I'm more surprised. Th- this team needs players. Um, I think the roster, I think we were having a discussion um, on the Discord. And you said one month, and I was like, "Well, the, the window's open till April." And then he says, "We have one month till roster compliance." And I'm like, "Well, we're compliant. We're completely 100. percent We're com- too compliant. <laughs> we are very compliant. Um, I, I use the F1 right now. If, if compliance is uh, the compliance line is Max Verstappen, we are Logan Sargent right now. Uh, in that we have two people got that. <laughs> more people got that than you think. Two me meaning you and I, and then maybe one other person. Yeah, there's I, plenty of people. Our producer. Producer, producer Brian certainly got three. That. You're right. Producer Brian certainly got that, but uh, there there is some some rumblings. Um, I think the only really player rumbling we had is uh, DC United went and acquired the MLS rights for 21 uh, year old Matei uh, Patola pew, 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 pew. from Finland. 
uh, for seventy five up to seventy five dollars in allocation money. So I, I, I read that seventy five thousand. So, you said seventy five dollars. Yeah, that's hilarious. And I, <laughs> that's what it should be. That's what it should be. Honestly, I agree. but seventy five thousand dollars in allocation money. I, I don't think I, I think that's kind of like it's kind of like on hold. And now DC has say, hey, we've got you. Let's go try to negotiate and, and get you see if we can get you under the team. Uh, apparently, some other European teams are shopping. He is currently a free agent. Um, I think Icelandic national team player, I believe. Uh, Finnish. I believe he's Finland. Finnish. I believe he's Finland. One of those cold countries. <laughs> I think uh, he's, he's a center back, right? Uh, center back slash defensive uh, midfielder. So we need both of those. So that, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So he can play sort of that center back role. Again, he's young, so he's kind of versatile, maybe trying to figure out where he sort of fits best. Uh, wasn't a lot of FB ref stats on him, but he seems like a, a pretty solid player. My guess is could potentially um, occupy one of those U22 slots. Um, I think that would depend on cap compliance and how much they let's aim play. higher. Let's aim higher than this guy for, for that, for those spots. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But let's hope, but, um, it sort of depends on an actual signing. We don't have really more information than that. I will say, I, I don't know if you go out and, and make the effort to attempt to acquire these rights if you don't feel like you can go out and sign him. Um, so maybe we'll hear something something soon. Um, I don't know if we had this on the last show. It wasn't in our rundown. We didn't. But uh, Lesane has also hired uh, assistant Zach Price, uh, formerly at New Mexico United, and Alex Martinez, who I believe was the assistant assistant at Birmingham Legion. And they also hired a goalkeeper coach, but I could not. Who is, who is the NY, New York city FC third string keeper who never played a minute for them. And this is his first coaching job. <laughs> so they're, they're clearly uh, not putting a lot of weight in MLS experience with this, with this club at this moment. They're like, Hey, we love USL championship so much that we're just going to make a USLC championship, like all-star team from a, from a perspective, Dane Kelly, come back on down. What, who's your best highest scorer in the championship? Come on up. I'm going to sign you. <laughs> Be, be an attacking, be an attacking coach. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think obviously we know Troy Lassane's, you know, pretty good. I think Zach Price has been a guy who's been around, um, has been around Lassane for a while. He was also the head coach at New Mexico United. I don't think he endeared himself as much to the fans as uh, Lassane did. Uh, so again, they're bringing coaches in. They're getting guys is in it, there. Is it interesting to you at all that there's no MLS experienced, uh, like older assistant coach that's sort of like there to be like, hey, I'm you know. Wouldn't it be beneficial other than Troy's, you know, six months in charge in New York, all these folks are uh, not MLS experienced coaches. Does that, does that mean anything to you? I, I think it's maybe, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to think about it. I, I think maybe, maybe you're right. Um, we saw DC United. I think remember when Ben Olsen was in charge, uh, they brought in, I believe a coach from inner my, from inner Milan uh, mm-hmm. because there was some shared ownership there. Uh, maybe we'll see that. Maybe we'll see a coach from Swansea come over. Um, he, he's got some, maybe some of that type of experience. I think also that the issue with Ben Olsen was that he was a player who very clearly like had very little tactical sense. And they're like, we need to get somebody in here who can at least like guide this guy a little bit on how to, on how to tactically build a squad. Um, and the team was very good that year. They were probably the best year they ever had under, under him. Yeah. So bring back Pete Shuttleworth. He didn't have a job. Yeah. He can come back. We liked him. Bring back, uh, bring bring back the um, uh, Carl Robinson. Why not bring him back in there? Sure, bring back him in the fold. He, he's currently uh, uh, also uh, unemployed, <laughs> also on an island. Or, or maybe you know, maybe you should have uh, held on to Fred Brilliant. Maybe um, apparently not happy 
not happy to be let go from the team. And we, we are sad about that. Um, don't know if we touched on that in the last show. I can't really remember. Um, other sort of small little news is Gabriel Prani is not with the team right now where they're going to. We'll, we'll get to where they're going in a minute. Um, <laughs> even though we did talk about it, but we got some more details about it mm-hmm. uh, coming up this week. Uh, Gabriel Prani is with the Brazilian for the Comdebol pre-Olympic tournament. Um, not sure if they've had any games yet. I was maybe going to see how he looked. Um, but again, good to see him getting minutes. He'll probably be uh, a sh- uh, front runner for the Olympic team. I have no clue what DC is going to do if he's not there right now with the roster, but remains to be seen. He uh, was he number 10 last year. Did he have the did, was he wearing the number yes. 10 shirt? OK, so I thought, I thought it was a change, but it's not. No, nope. we did not have a number 10 last year. So Martin Rodriguez is the uh, was the number is wearing the 14 this year. So a, a a number that we all care about a lot that was recently deoccupied. Yeah, a number that. But, go ahead. Sorry. No, just say. Speaking of the recently uh, former owner of that of that jersey, uh, I believe Andy Nahar signed today with uh, Olympic uh, Olympia, Olympia in Honduras. Yep, Olympia. So good for him. Hope that works out. I don't imagine that's more money. Maybe it was. Are they? It in, could be. Are they in Champions League this? Or Champions Cup this year? They've got to be, right? I have to look. Usually, yeah. typically, they've been historically there every single year, but maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I'd be curious. Uh, I, I will definitely be rooting for for some Olympia if they are in uh, Champions Cup. I don't see them listed here. I was looking bummer. at the games. I see Comunicaciones, which I believe they're. I thought maybe they were. I think Costa Rican. Yeah, you might be right. Saprisa, uh, Saprisa is there. So yeah, no, uh, no, um, does not look like. Uh, yeah, Alavencia are there. Yeah, no, no Olympia in um, Champions League. In Champions League, okay. which is a bummer. It's a bummer, but uh, good for him. Glad to see him. You know, finding a finding a landing spot um, and getting some uh, getting some minutes. Uh, all right, let's get to the news. The last thing we're going to end this on, maybe a, a semi down note, is DC United's upcoming preseason trip to Saudi Arabia. We touched on the show. It was kind of it was like oh it's just like they're just doing a preseason trip uh, to Saudi Arabia. Golf has done a lot of Stephen Golf out there has done a lot of excellent work. Good job, Steve. Uh, to basically uh, tear all that down. No, this is a uh, they are not dipping the toes in the water. This is a whole thing. Um, they are going to Saudi Arabia. They will be basically spending their entire preseason there. Um, they will be there until February 9th is their last game. Maybe a couple days afterwards, it's a couple weeks till preseason. They will be playing six matches. They will be playing the Sudanese national team uh, and then a bunch of other clubs around Saudi Arabia, including um, which one is uh, L? Is it L Edifak? I believe is the one. Is that the Gerard team? I believe that's the team coached by Steven Gerard. Team um, formerly of Jordan Henderson fame until he uh, played for three months for free because he tried to defer his contract and now he plays for Ajax. Yep. So he is, he is done. Who, by the way, apparently Jordan Henderson was asking every day for the last two months to be let go of his contract. <laughs> he hated it so much. He's like, can I please leave? Can I please leave? I'll can I let me quit. I'll quit. You want money? I'll give you money. Play stupid games, win super prizes there, Jordan. Uh-huh, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool fan have thoughts. Um, and uh the team, the team travel and expenses will be covered by the team. They will be paid appearance fees. Uh so great. So uh when are we signing Mbappe if we're not having to uh or when are we gonna go out and get uh let's go get Carlos Vela? Why not? Um, you know, let's spend money if we're not going to spend money on preseason well then let's spend it on the friggin' roster and let's develop that part bothered me the most i'm sure it did you as well when i saw that i was like i mean it's all all it's it's a 
veritable cornucopia of things that are unpleasant, uh, as you thought. But the the fact that it was like, oh, well, yeah, it's because they're being cheap. If they went to like Charleston, they'd have to pay for a bus and they'd have to pay for like the Holiday Inn. And they were like, no, no, no. But what if we went to the other part of the world and played Sudan and didn't have to pay any money and in fact got money? That sounds like a better deal. Let's do that. Yeah. I mean, really, <sighs> I mean you talk about it too, not just the bus, like the hotels, the probably the use of the training facilities, like all of that is probably being covered. Mm-hmm. So legitimately, they're just paying for like the the money they have to pay the players already to basically be out there. So it, it's it's you know it, to me it really speaks that they 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 know they can you know I, I look at and I was just thinking about this you know we had we had some other related you know MLS controversial news uh, with Sporting KC hiring Gavin Wilkinson. Um, if you haven't been paying much attention and what's been going on there um if you blink you might have missed it yeah eight days he was in charge he was announced uh if you don't know gavin wilkinson was named in the aids report uh who really is probably more famously uh for not believing i believe it was mana was a monashim or uh with the uh abuse from paul riley and sort of kind of discounting it um, having to sort of let go of Paul Riley, sort of giving him a letter of recommendation, despite knowing about the abuse, a uh, lot of really horrible stuff, uh, was hired by KC. Uh, the fans came out. Um, there was the ladies of SKC who I think sort of led the charge. Uh, there was a lot of fan uh, fans, the local media and everything like that came out and said, hey, this is bad. You shouldn't you should not hire this man. And the team did eventually cave and say, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't have done this. Our fault. Uh, we're going to rescind this. Um, I don't think DC has that anymore. I think maybe 10 years ago they would have had that if they had tried to pull this. Um, and I think maybe they could have, uh, you know, they could have gotten a team maybe to reverse course. I'm not sure that exists or at least maybe like do this and then be like, all right, we're done. We're sorry. We're not doing that again. We just couldn't like we we already agreed to this. Sorry. Contract signed. Uh, but we won't. We promise we won't do it again. Um it, it, the, the, the amount of they, they feel like the, there's no more pull anymore. There's no it's all it's all just kind of like dead at this point and that to me is the saddest part about it is like and i'm seeing a lot of people um and i think a lot of people who are kind of saying i'm I'm never coming back i think inevitably there might be some people that do eventually come back but i think there will still be people who are very much like i'm done that's it and you know it's very easy for them to do so because the team's terrible hasn't been fun to watch this team um and even if you were maybe getting a little excited about a new build all that kind of goes away um, when you have this so it's it's very terrible. It's very terrible and awful. We talked about it a couple weeks ago that this just because this is the way of the world and it's going to get more and more so over the future doesn't mean you have to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just means that it is true. I think that the the thing I you know the thing I didn't enjoy about the story and again kudos to Goff for really digging in here and getting the details. One was that it was co- that was a financial situation which made me just like harken back to all of the cliches about what people think about DC United's ownership and what we have heard from people who have left, what we have heard from people close to the team, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's one part. But the part that this is not just a one-off, that this is intended to be a, there, this is a big hug uh, to Saudi Arabia and, and and sort of, I don't know if it's the the sovereign wealth fund or the, or sort of the investment vehicles in there. I'm not sure what the, that vehicle is, but it seems very much like this is not the last you're going to hear this. There's going to be a delegation here. There's hope that potentially you could host the clubs when they come to America. Uh, it's not just a, we needed a place to go. So we went here. It's more like we see this as a fertile business opportunity. And we are, we hear you. I mean, I've not even actually responded and saying, we hear you about your concerns. They're just basically saying, we're going to do this anyway. 
and we're probably going to do more of it. So get on board or get out of the way is sort of the the vibe. We're going to find out, right? We'll see what this is. The, uh, I prefer they didn't do it. The, That'd be my, that's my, my official, that's as strong as I'll get on this show. I prefer they didn't do this. Yeah. There, there's two things. There's two things about this. Number one is they, they want, they want the games to be, they want friendlies to be scheduled with, you know, even if they can't get, you know, the Cristiano Ronaldo club, they can get a big club with a lot of big names. That they can sell tickets to if they come here, that that's, that's probably part of this goal here. Um, and they're not the only MLS team to do it. Inter Miami's about ready to go off to, to Saudi Arabia. Um, but this there'll be more next year. If if they're coming to us, they're going to come to a lot of other teams next year. Yeah, you better believe it, that. It, a lot of other MLS fans have been kind of dunking on DC, and rightfully so. If you think that your organization is above this, uh, I have some bad news for you. They're not, um, and they they will definitely jump at this uh, if they feel like if they feel like they can get away with it, like DC. Um, so again, I, I could very well see some other teams this becoming maybe a regular thing, um, but about getting those clubs in. I have, I have great fears and this could impact my, uh, I have great fears. We've already seen the, the sovereign wealth fund invest in the wizards and capitals. That's caused some people to, to walk away from the team. Um, I have great fears that we're going to see uh, maybe some sovereign wealth fund investment right in DC. Um, and, a lot of people I think have asked, you know, what, what is Saudi Arabia? I don't understand what Saudi Arabia gets this. Whatever they're paying to host DC and the, the fees, it's a drop in the bucket. It doesn't cost them very much. And there's, you know, some up huge upside as far as like investing in, a, in an American league and sort of having a venture uh, in that in that area, um, which is really what they want. Um, so it's yes, maybe they don't get a lot from it initially, but that they want more sort of things like that. Maybe they get a lay next year. Maybe they get a bigger commitment from Miami. So um, I think you need to think about this as kind of like, I don't know, like when a, when a company tries out a trial of something, it's like, you know, we talked about when flow sports had the DC rights, it was like, well, how, like how does this make sense for flow sports? And it's like, really, it's just to get, get people's foot in the door. They've got other things they're going to make money off of, but this is kind of like the big thing to sort of say, Hey, we're, hosting a big time professional sport now. So, um, yeah. Remember, remember when Uber was cheap? It's like that. It's like how we used to rob like, man, how could they afford to do this? This is great. What's in it for them? This is great for me. I'm paying $4 for a cab ride. That would have cost me $30. This is fantastic. And then 10 years on, you're like, Oh, okay. I get it now. Now, now it's $70. Six. <laughs> I wonder how that happened. That snuck up on me slow. Yeah. So yeah, it's your money is cheap. To, money is cheap for, for, for those folks at the, at the moment. Uh, so that's what they're going to able to spend. And people, need it and they can use that. So I, I, I think that, you know, we've sort of said where we're at. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. Uh, people who are upset, I support them. People who are okay with it. I support that. Uh, you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I will just say again, they didn't, this didn't have to happen. Uh, this couldn't, this, this now becomes a storyline that did not have to occur. They could have gone anywhere else. They could have gone anywhere. Sunny. They could have gone to Florida. Like uh Loudon has gone. But they didn't, and that's where we find ourselves. Let's see what, to your point, let's see what this new money does for, for this club, if it does anything at all. It's it's hilarious that Loud United is going to spend more money on their teams preseason <laughs> and, and then DC United at this point. That is funny. Uh, yeah. All right, folks. Uh, sorry to end on a down note. Maybe we'll have some more positive news coming up. Um, but again, if you want positive news, go watch the Gavin Turner free kick goal from uh, Loud United practice yesterday. Yeah. There's a DC United Youth International, or Youth International that is a, uh, Hope we, maybe we'll sign him. That'll be our that'll be our yeah I, good point. I I think the team should. I'm I'm actually a little surprised that he is uh, sort of with Loudon and not 
and now he's recovering from a double knee injury oh, last year. Okay, I think okay. is gotcha. Yeah. That makes more sense then. But yeah, but I think there are some. I, I think I saw some youth players post about how uh, they are headed off to to Saudi Arabia. So that, love it. I think they'll. Oh. The, Really? Yeah, I, I saw. Oh. I, I forget who I saw, but I saw some some youth academy guys. One guy, I think, committed to EVA, um, is is traveling with the team. Or he posted the preseason in his like Instagram story. So I don't know why else he would do that other than that he is going. And I did not catch his name, but I did. I see continue to laugh. <laughs> I continue to laugh that Christian Benteke had to fly from Dubai to Loudon back to Saudi Arabia <laughs> over the course of a week and a half. Still think that's hilarious, but well, well. Hey, he's paid. He's paid. He's paid. He is. He's, paid he is. Well he's in a comfy seat. He's not an economy. He's paid well to do that. Uh, anyway, folks, I think that's going to do it. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll do better about getting, I think we did not get you guys a Patreon show. We'll do better about that for your Patreon listeners. Again, patreon.com slash RFQFGs. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys in a couple of weeks. Vamos. Vamos. Thank you for listening to RFK Refugees Podcast. Make sure you rate and review the show wherever you download podcasts. If you want to support the show, consider joining our Patreon or subscribing to our channel on Twitch. Lastly, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, YouTube, Twitch, Goals.tv, Friendster, MySpace, and Tumblr. Some of those are even real. Vamos. Vamos.